When my mom died, I told y'all I had a big offense with God. A real big offense because I was like, look, I'm preaching, I'm prophesying, I'm being a good steward, I'm sowing seeds. You know, you're giving me other words for people. I'm healing the sick. And then my mom died. So I felt like he let me down. I felt like we were friends. I'm like, we're buddies. And you're supposed to tell your buddy something and you didn't tell me that. Welcome to the Amanda Ferguson Show, season three. This podcast gives a deep dive into building a thriving life with Christ. As a Jesus lover and a certified etiquette expert, we'll talk lots about faith and lots about femininity. So tag a friend, get a cozy spot, and let's chat. I am so happy to be back on the show today. And let me tell you, I really feel like my social media family and my podcast family, and yes, <laughs> I do consider you a family, that we're just like like real family. We're so close. And I want to let you know that every single time you tag me in my podcast, it warms my heart. Every single time you slide in my DMs on Instagram, it just warms my heart and just makes me just all mushy and gushy on the inside. So thank you all so much for the support and just the prayers and all that good stuff. But I wanted to talk about something today that actually my students inspired this show. I asked my students inside of my group, you know, kind of what they wanted me to talk about on my podcast. And I kind of saw this reoccurring theme of what do you do when you're going through trauma or you realize that you have had trauma and you're healing, but you still have to do life? What does that look like? And what does that feel like? And more importantly, how do you even do that? And I kept getting this same question in different variations. And I said, you know, I actually think that I need to talk about this because if you heard my previous podcast and you heard me talk about my miscarriage, then you know that God supernaturally healed me of that grief in three days. But let's backtrack because if you heard my season one, which on the very first show, I actually cried on that show talking about my mom slipping away and her dying and how devastating that was to me. So let's 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 kind of go back to that season for a little bit. So when my mom was going through her sickness of breast cancer, it was it was very rough for me. Not only was that situation rough for me, seeing someone with that type of illness fade away. But another thing that was rough for me was because I was not working at the time because I was a flight attendant. I was so afraid to go to work. And I also kind of felt like my whole world was basically in shambles. So when I was a flight attendant, I was still living with my mom, trying to get my self together, you know, save up money to move out on my own. But when she could no longer take care of herself, she actually moved in with my sister. Well, I, I felt like, you know, I was 25. I didn't really want to move in with my sister. So I kind of stayed in, in different places, really, whoever would kind of take me in. And that's what I kind of did. So my life, I really felt like my life was kind of all over the place. Not only did I feel like financially I was all over the place, but I felt like my purpose was all over the place too. And because I wanted to do so much more than what I was doing, I really wanted to be a traveling speaker. I really wanted to be a full-time author. So knowing that I was not only in the season of, you know, hurting and, and sadness with my mom, but I was also really kind of hopeless almost, like wondering, okay, God, what am I supposed to be doing right now? 
So let's talk about the grace to keep moving and the difference between the season that I was in when my mom died and the season that I was in last year when I had my miscarriage. So a part of the miscarriage was this. One of the reasons why I was able to heal from the miscarriage so fast was because if you've been following me for a while, then you know what my life's purpose is, right? So my life's purpose is not to be an itinerary preacher or, you know, travel the world in these huge platforms. My main purpose is really in womanhood and etiquette and femininity and training women and, you know, ministering to women. And lots of what I do is online. And of course, I do some live events as well. But during the time that I was going through that pain, I actually, at the same time, had my academy. My academy was going on. It had recently just started. And let me tell you something. There are certain people who do things just to you know, make money or whatever. But my academy was something that God gave me. He gave me this academy based on an encounter that I had in my room. If you haven't heard this story, then let me tell you again. May 28th, um, it's, it's been almost two years now. I had an, a very strong angelic encounter where I was sitting on my bed and an angel actually came into my room. And I know for some people, this may sound a little bit spooky and I'm not trying to spook you out, but the reality is, is there are other beings around the same way that, you know, God is, you know, here we have angels, we have demons that are walking around, but the reality of the supernatural is very real. And so I had a supernatural encounter where an angel came into my room and God spoke to me and said, you know, I need you to do something. I want you to start Feminine Woman Academy. And I really believe that this is a time where I want to raise up some Esthers, some women who will be very bold and courageous, full of etiquette and protocol, full of their femininity and finesse and I want you to train them. I want you to use what you've been studying for the past several years in etiquette and put together an online course in Feminine Woman Academy. And that's what I want you to do. And after this encounter, it was around three in the morning. I actually couldn't sleep. I didn't sleep all day. I was so excited that I bought the domain that day and, you know, later went on to get it you know, legally protected and all that good stuff. But it was just so amazing to me that God gave me this. And so for the last couple of years, that has been my big purpose in life. And so even though I was going through this pain of this miscarriage, I woke up every morning so excited to serve my students, so excited to pour into my students. And it may sound weird, but walking in my purpose was a big part of my healing. I found that a lot of people, when they are are not able to kind of push through is because they were like how I was when my mom died. When my mom died, I kind of felt like, what am I supposed to be doing? I am working on this airplane. I didn't feel like there was anything significant about working on an airplane, passing out peanuts and, you know, Cokes. I'm like, what is this? I want to do something. I want to save lives and fight for sex trafficking. I want to do something real, you know? And because of that, I was drowning in despair. There's something about not knowing what you're really called to do that really can put a damper on, you know, a lot of uh, grief and hopelessness. So a lot of people ask me that, how did I keep moving during the period of having a miscarriage? And number one was, I knew my true purpose. And right now I want to pray over 
every person who doesn't know what your purpose is, every person who goes to work every single day and you're like, God, there has to be more than this. God, there has to be. I know you created me for something bigger than what I'm doing right now. I feel like I'm drowning. I feel like I have no desire to do anything. When I wake up in the morning, I don't feel inspired. I don't feel invigorated. I need you to show me. And I'm praying over you right now that God shows you that thing. I'm praying over you right now that God gives you clarity, that God gives you peace. And once he gives you that purpose, because we all have a great purpose, it's going to light a fire in you. So I pray over you right now in the name of Jesus that you're listening right now and you've been feeling so depleted and you've been feeling so uninspired and you've been feeling so tired and you're just like, God, I'm tired of this day-to-day life. I'm tired of not feeling like I know what my true purpose is. In the name of Jesus, I pray right now that you will get that clarity. That was a big part of you all. And keep in mind that it's very different. Now, it's also very different from losing a mom of 25 years than losing a baby that was a few weeks old. Now, of course, it's it's still a grief. It's, It's still a person being pregnant even though I wasn't able to see the baby is just as real as, you know, when a mom, once you see that pregnancy thing pop up on that stick, it is real. It is very much real. So I don't want to, you know, play that down. But also, yeah, it, it was a big difference. But knowing my purpose in those two different seasons of my life meant a big thing. OK, so that's number one. I have a couple of points. Number two, I learn to really feed myself with the scriptures. When my mom died, I told y'all I had a big offense with God. I real big offense because I was like, look, I'm preaching, I'm prophesying, I'm being a good steward, I'm sowing seeds. You know, you're giving me other words for people. I'm healing the sick. And then my mom died. So I had a big offense with God. I had a big offense with him because I felt like he let me down. I felt like we were friends. I'm like, we're buddies. And you're supposed to tell your buddy something and you didn't tell me that. So I had a real offense with him. And so I didn't really want to, even though I was reading the word of God, I would read, but I wouldn't read scriptures that would build up my strength and build up my hope because that was an area that honestly I had shut off from God. I shut off from him because I felt like he disappointed me. And so I really didn't want to talk to him about that because I'm like, oh no, I'm, I'm mad. <laughs> like I'm mad at you. So, hey, let's just, let's just move on. And it was so different with the miscarriage because I decided to go to God and I poured out my pain and I built myself up in scriptures. I built myself up in worship. I built myself up in the song of the Lord and I poured out my despair uh, all to the Lord. And another big thing that happened to me was maybe some of you are dealing with this but some of you have heard this story but before my mom died there was one particular night that was like a nightmare for me I'll never forget the date it was October 13th and my mother so she had breast cancer so she had these really big tumors on her breast I mean they were they were huge but not only did she have these big tumors but she had lots of little tumors on top of the big tumors so it it to look at it just horrified me but one particular night my mom's some of her smaller tumors bursted and they bursted full of blood so we were at uh, one of her church members house and back then I used to be a very hard sleeper and so 
I was asleep on one couch. My mom was asleep on the other couch. And all of a sudden, I, I heard someone say, Amanda, you know, like really like, and I just jumped up. And she said, wake up. As my mom was telling me to wake up. And I looked up, you know, sleep still in my eyes. And this lady's couch was covered with blood. And I'm not, I mean, I never in my life seen so much blood. I screamed to the top of my lungs. And it's like when my mom could finally get that last Amanda out because she said she had been calling my name for a while. Like she just kind of like fell back and collapsed. And at this church member's house, she was upstairs. I ran upstairs and I was like, call call the ambulance. And I was crying and I was screaming and she was barely conscious. And so the ambulance got there. I rode in the front seat and um, it was very horrifying for me to experience that but let me tell you what happened with that for years and I do mean years I replayed that memory in my mind and it was like a bad dream it was like a bad dream a bad nightmare because nobody saw what I saw no one saw the blood and then the fact that you know I really feel like she would have died if I didn't wake up because she collapsed like she was basically unconscious by the by the time that I actually woke up she she basically pretty much died and was brought back to life and just the thought of like well what would have happened if I didn't wake up and just I just couldn't shake it it was this reoccurring dream that I just could not get out of my mind. And some of you that are listening right now who may be grieving, you may be thinking about a horrific uh, picture or horrific memory in your mind. Maybe you remember the the look of your frail loved one, or maybe you remember, you know, something that just, you just feel like you can't shake. Well, let me tell you what I decided to do last year. And I know that it was no one but God because nobody actually told this to me. But right when the thoughts were coming again last year and I started thinking about all that blood and I remember sitting on that couch and I remember riding in that ambulance. I said, hold on, my memory of my mother is not her reality right now. Let me let that sink in. My memory of what happened October 2011 is not her reality. That body that I saw decaying and full of tumors. I mean, these huge tumors, these bloody tumors with, you know, her cancer had eaten um, like her body, her hair, everything the 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 memories that I had that was not her reality. November 26th, when she transitioned from this life to the next, she left that body here. She left that body full of cancer. She left that body full of sickness, full of sex. She left that body and she transitioned into a beautiful place. And something began shifting in me when I started thinking, wait a minute, she's not in pain. She's not bleeding. She doesn't have memory loss. Her, her, the cancer is not eating her brain. She's not experiencing that. Wait a minute. This is different for me because sometimes we can get stuck there we can get stuck in the darkest most horrific and traumatic memories and sometimes we're not able to see beyond that and when I started thinking about me I've never been to heaven but when I started thinking about wait a minute I know heaven is so beautiful like I know heaven is so beautiful it's full of so much joy it's full of so much peace there is no pain there is no sorrow there is nothing like I started getting happy for my mom I'm like oh hold up (laughs) like she's up there 
rejoicing and having fun and enjoying herself in a new body, no longer laying in a hospital bed. And then things began shifting for me because I stopped living in that memory, in that painful memory. And I know it sounds so simple, but I want you to try that because it took me, y'all, eight years to do this. It took me eight years to realize that I was reliving a nightmare, which was a moment in time. And so the same thing with this miscarriage, because I know that when a baby dies, it's not the end. That everybody who I've heard who've written books about heaven all say the same thing. That babies, when they transition, they actually grow up in heaven. They experience heaven. It's a beautiful, you know, heartwarming welcome from them, you know, to the other side. And it's it's a beautiful thing. So I stopped thinking about the baby that I lost as just a loss and started thinking about, wow, this child is experiencing a beautiful reality. Like this child is experiencing something that, you know, they'll be able to grow up in heaven and experience the realities of heaven. So it may sound really simple, but it's very powerful. I want you to try that. The third thing that I want you to do is I want you to take a break, but don't stop. Take a break, but don't stop. Some Somehow in our minds, we feel like we have to do every single thing that we've ever done. So my mom died, of course, I had to go back to work and I, you know, I didn't have the luxury of being able to, you know, just take time off because I didn't make a, I, didn't, I wasn't on salary. So there were times that I was on the airplane and I was passing out Cokes and drinks and then I would have to go in the lavatory and cry. The good thing about that was it really taught me to be very persistent and resilient, but also the season taught me a lot more than just that. If for some reason that I would have stopped going to work, I would have really missed out on some amazing times that I had talking to the passengers. You see, sometimes we expect God to come in a certain way, but I actually got comfort from my passengers sometimes. They would say something or they would do something or they would be a baby. Like y'all, sometimes I was a babysitter on the airplane. You think flight attendants just pass out peanuts and Cokes? Oh no, honey. I will walk around with a baby on my hip, you know. But one time, for real, this is so serious. One time this lady gave me her baby and she went to sleep. I was like, ma'am. Now, I don't get paid this much to to keep your baby the whole flight, okay? I'll take him to the back with me for a little bit, but you got to wake up. And so being around, you know, just that love, because sometimes we can't isolate ourselves too much, which is why I say take a break, but don't stop. Invite people around you. Like I told you all, when my mom died, I was very, I felt very isolated. I didn't want to let people into my pain. I didn't want people to see me cry. Even when some of my coworkers found out and I went back to work, you no, know my response was to them, I don't want to talk about this. So let's just keep doing what we were doing. It was way different than when I had the miscarriage. When I had the miscarriage, oh, we talked about it. We talked about it. We had a group of people and we cried and we cried and we cried and we cried together. I wasn't trying to hide my pain. So take a break, but don't stop. I always tell people just because you experience something does not mean you have to go at the same pace that you were going. It's okay to 
to to take a break it's okay to go slow it's okay to slow down so during those three days I was still able my husband and I we went and got a like we went and got like a really good dinner and we went and did some things to relax I remember for me taking a break was not talking to people on the phone so I have a lot of people that pull on me a whole lot so for that whole day uh, I actually didn't even answer my phone. I didn't even keep my phone by me because I didn't want to talk to anybody. So that for me was taking a break. The last thing is I want you to do something to really refresh yourself. So like I just said, we did stuff to refresh ourselves. What is it that you enjoy? That doesn't mean that, you know, you go take a trip to Fiji, you know, it could be going and getting a nice hot cup of tea or a massage it could be something that just makes you smile, that just refreshes you and makes you feel good. It could be going to a play, going to something that you enjoy, just something that makes you come alive and, and refresh yourself. When my mom died, you all, I lived by myself. I lived in an apartment with no furniture and I spent a lot of time just like laying in that cold apartment just by myself not really wanting to talk to people not really wanting to be around people just really really to myself and it's harder that way and not only was I just to myself but I didn't even think about doing anything to refresh myself I didn't think about even getting a massage or a pedicure or anything like that I was just more like huh this is rough and I don't know what to do so do something to refresh yourself I believe all of these things have been very instrumental in me having the grace to keep moving and you will always you will always have trials let me repeat that you will always have trials you will always have hard times I think people look at my life and they're like you know I didn't think anything bad happened to you listen there's nobody in this green earth that would not experience hard times trials grief sad times traumas we will all experience that every single last one of us but you can get through it and you can get through it on the other side of it so you're listening to someone now who no longer grieves either of those deaths I no longer live in sadness no longer live in hopelessness I'm completely free and full of joy full of peace full of purpose and I came to let you know that God will give you the grace to keep moving. If this podcast touched you in any way, I want you to reach out and let me know. I want you to let me know. I want you to hit me up. Y'all already know. Slide in my DMs. Let me know my DMs. Share it. Rate and review it because I just, I just can't wait to hear from you. All right. I'll talk with you soon. Bye-bye.